Wait, I'm gonna start recording right now. You're so dumb. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast uh, where we get into our fearless beer review. We get into the vinyl pickups and what we've listened to. That leads into our songs of the week. And then we finish up with some, some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. Mm. And way out there, mm. just super far away, it's Jeff. Mm. Now, uh, go, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. That would be awesome. Go do that. Go give us five stars. Don't be a dumbass boast if he doesn't give us one star because that guy's a fucking idiot. Uh, we have Bo a voicemail. Cephas. You can leave us a voicemail. The, the number is 503-893-5307. Do that. Get into it. Have fun. And keep listening because we're the greatest podcast in the entire world. Uh, so let's Fact. just jump right into our fearless beer review. Jeff, what do you got? Go. Uh, I got something a little familiar. Okay. Um, something a little familiar, maybe, uh-huh. some might say. Uh, I got a Corona familiar. Okay. <laughs> Solid pickup. The but... uh, little, little darker Corona there, brown bottle. You know, it's good. The you only know. good Corona. It's been a long time since I've had these. Not a long time. It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Okay. First time, first time I had this, I actually was in Mexico, and I got the equivalent of like, 40s and That's they were like a dollar fifty. They were so cheap. So they were good. I don't know. But I, I can't find the same ones here. They have the familiar and then they have like the 32 ounce, which I think they call like the mega. Yeah. But they don't have the one above that. Yeah, I got like a little 12 pack of it, and you know, it's good stuff. And sometimes you just sometimes you just gotta go with what you know. Yeah. And I'm still kind of not into the stouts as much as I used to be. Oh yes, you're out of the stout game. I, I don't know, man. I I have, I have changed. I have changed. COVID My has changed. Have you. changed. Yeah, I guess. It seems was to that, be it. I don't know. Was was that right when it happened, or was it before? It might have been, but wait the the last the last stout you had. No, like my my distaste for stouts. I think it was around. I don't remember if it was right before or right after, but I know it was like at that same time. Because that would be very interesting. Because I I want to say that it was before that I was kind of like getting off of them. Maybe but that would yeah. be interesting if that's what what caused. But it was it. because you had that really nasty one. You had a really really bad one, and then you you said no more stouts for a while, and then I think maybe you got sick, and then after that, that's when you eventually went back, and you just it's not been the same. Interesting, man. Can you imagine like? If that happened to pizza, for me, oh, oh. that's a nightmare. You would oh. starve to death. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing else to eat. I mean, I guess you could stick with chicken fingers and maybe a, a cheeseburger with no, uh, no anything or 
Oh, a, plain, dude, a, a plain cheeseburger? I went, I went to McDonald's because the kids wanted Happy Meals and they have Pokemon yeah. cards in them. And so I got oh I got God. two cheeseburgers because it sounded good. And mm-hmm. they gave me fucking spicy chicken sandwiches that were just covered in mayonnaise. Oh, that's so disgusting. Inedible. Inedible. So I had nothing. You, <laughs> so you, you went without eating that night? Yeah, um, I, just, I just starved to death. Are you are you that crazy where you go to McDonald's and you will order a cheeseburger there but get it plain? Or do I you mean, eat mean the cheese. ketchup and onions? No. No. Like I you really get, get a plain cheeseburger at McDonald's. Yeah. That's insane. That I mean their food is already so bland. <laughs> like you I cannot believe you get you get it plain. That's insane. I would I would like to get like the the burger setup on there, just no pickles. Like, I'd be down to get, like, tomatoes and lettuce and onions, but I feel like modifying an order that much, they're going to fuck it up. So I just get it plain. That's that's bad when such a simple modification would fuck up McDonald's. Dude, it's screw like, up their entire system. Working at a, at a restaurant and, and trying to, like, people want to order a, a burger with no pickles but extra onions, and it comes out, and it's got, like, fucking barbecue all over it. Like, people fuck it up all the time. So just, I get it plain. Uh, that's laying on me, baby. That's weird. That is weird. Why is that weird? I don't. Just at McDonald's, like, like I understand going to to a restaurant and getting it planned, and then you can put your own your own things on top of <laughs> it. You know, if you choose to. But McDonald's is just like, like they rely on their sauces because their food is so bland, and their sauces are so salty and sweet and just, for the most part, trash. Um, so it's like just it's it's just weird. It's just so weird. I mean, I do, I do get extra buffalo sauce, and then that's what I, I'll oh, dip you dip it. the burgers in it. Yeah. Okay. That okay. That's better. I thought you were just eating them plain with nothing. Oh no! I mean, I always, I don't ever eat like like a burger really just dry like that. There's there's got to be some type of moisture involved, otherwise you just you're chewing on dust. True. Sure, I mean, you could always dip it in water or something. That that's fuck. That is disgusting. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> At least it's moist yeah, then, you know. It is something, yeah. McDonald's does All have right. really good buffalo sauce, though. Buffalo? Hey, wait, is it like hot sauce or is it barbecue sauce? No, the, the buffalo sauce is like like Frank's Red Hot, but oh, just, it, ew. it's and you really dip good. Your burger in that? Oh, it's so good. And like spicy sauce? They mm. have. They have. I think they may have like the best fast food buffalo sauce. That's a bold statement. A lot of people claim that they have the best ranch, which is I don't like ranch. very disgusting. Ranch is disgusting. Fucking garbage. Yeah. Trash. Agreed. Totally agree. Fucking okay, Ryan uh, trying to tell me that ranch tastes <laughs> like Cool Ranch Doritos. Fucker. No, what? Wait, when did he say this? That was, it was years and years ago. So I, like, I dipped my finger. <laughs> oh, this is gross. But at Dave & Buster's, like our tub of ranch, I dipped my finger in there one time and like licked it. Did not did not taste like Korean's Doritos. <laughs> of course it doesn't. <laughs> Those Doritos taste nothing like ranch. They're actually good. Those chips are actually good. Oh, they're so know. good. Yeah. Ranch is disgusting. Yes, it is. Go ahead. What do you what do you got for your beer? Um, okay. So yes, I have uh I have something I got last week and I forgot to pick up something new and I wanted to talk about it on the pod. Uh, I got the Deftones, the new Deftones Pure Ohms, mm. the Pale Ale from Belching Beaver Brewery in San Diego. Wait, are they San Diego? I think they're San Diego. This I is think um, like, always forget where they're from. Yeah, I I think I always want to say they're in Chino, but I don't think they are in Chino because that seems like a weird place 
for such a popular brewery. But uh, yeah, anyway, th- this is a brand new. They just came out with it last week or week two two weeks ago, I think it was. And uh, it's a pale ale. It's five point five ABV, and um, I'm ready to to just get into it. So, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. What do you think of um? What do you what do you have to say about your beer? It is it is just just how I remember her delicious. <laughs> So I'm, you know, whatever. Everybody, everybody, okay. everybody knows this beer. It's, it's just, it's a better Corona. If you want, if you want it like is. a like an adult version of the Corona, a little bit, a little bit more complex, a little bit more flavor, a little, little more full, then grab one of these bad boys. Plus, it look cool. You look cool drinking. Everyone's like, oh, I've never seen Corona like that before. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's in a brown bottle rather than the the shitty clear bottle. Nobody likes clear yeah. bottles. Come on. Yeah, dude, it looks like piss. It looks, it looks like piss. So like you're drinking pee. Urine. It does, yeah. Yeah. You're in trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so this Deftones beer, I don't think it's a very good beer. This is probably the the second worst that collaboration they've done with them. Uh the only one that was worse was that the what was it? Not Swerve City, it was the Dio de los Deftones, the the limey lager one. That one wasn't very good. Yeah. But th- that this one's Belching a beaver? little bit better than that. Yeah, it was Belching Beaver, yeah. They've oh. only ever collaborated with Belchie Beaver. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, this one, it's just, it's it's like drinking a session IPA. It's very metallic-y tasting, and I don't know. It's it's okay at best. I mean, the the album, Ohms, is 100 times better than this beer. So, I don't know. There you mm, go. Is so it? What, we, have a, we have a three-point rating system. What? Okay, so we have a three-point rating system where three is a perfect beer, Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what are you going to give? What are you going to give your Corona Familiar? Go. This is this is a two. This is I mean it's it's not great. It's not, not, not nothing to like write home about. But I'm going to drink it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So it's a two. It's it's a solid. Like, this is a, this is the poster child for what a two beer would be. It's po- it's, the poster child. Yeah, this is good. This is this is good. Okay, but it's not like great. It's not two point one. Still, what, what's good. what's better, a, a Corona Familiar or a Budweiser? Was that was that a real question? It's a real question. Yes, the, C- Corona Familiar. Budweiser is probably oh, like dude, get the fuck out of here. Budweiser is a one because I think everybody should try a Budweiser because it's iconic, <laughs> it's old, whatever. But I'm not gonna drink that shit. I don't drink it because uh, you've never had it before. That's why. Well, you never had it before. You you actually had it, but chose uh, Miller as your favorite and the uh, best tasting. So no, I didn't. But that's okay. Yeah. Well, now you're lying. So liars well. go to hell. <laughs> 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 All right, my my Ohms beer from Belching Beaver. I'm gonna give this one. I don't think it's that great of a beer, and I will never go back to it. I'm gonna give it a 1.5. I don't like session IPAs, and that's what this tastes like. I think it's a kind of a poorly made pale ale. There are very few breweries I feel that make a good pale ale. Like Sierra Nevada makes a really good one. Um, I uh, Mirror Pond, obviously the best pale ale, the best beer ever. So yeah. when was the last time you had a Mirror Pond? When I was in Oregon. It what was that not, two months ago. It is not that good. And and I had it fresh, fresh from the brewery. Fresh you know, from fresh the river. Of, they they literally just picked it out of the river. And uh, <laughs> give it to me. So, there you go. 
I'm yeah, yeah I'm giving this giving this a one point five. Never gonna have this one again. Hmm. So there you go. Those are our ratings. A fearless beer review. So let's just get into the the vinyl stuffs. So what have you picked up or listened to this week? And then get into your song of the week. Go. Um. So I I I uh, last week I talked about Duran Duran, and then yeah. I said that the only other like '80s band that I would I would kind of go after or really want is Culture Club's first album, Kissing to Be Clever. So uh, I got it. Oh, why though? Kissing to Be Clever because it's got bangers, dude. I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for you. God, that song I, is so good. I don't remember that song. I don't know that song. Do you really want to hurt me? You well, know that that's song. a good song. Yeah, that's a good song. Oh, yeah, this it's it, this is a cool album, dude. This is cool. I don't. It's just there's not a lot of this style of this new new wave '80s synth music that I like. So mm. when I find something that I like, I kind of uh, you know I jump on it. And there's, I mean, this is probably it. Like I don't I don't see myself buying anything else from this era of this <laughs> genre. I just don't. Maybe like Flock of Seagulls or something? No, because there's only like a couple, maybe like a best of, or even like an 80s comp, like a like a new wave 80s comp I would buy. Okay. okay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's fine. But this is cool. I, I like this. It's fun. It's goofy. It's bouncy. Uh, I had a good time. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can get into that. I have to draw the line somewhere. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just I I don't I don't get it I just don't get it. It's I mean there's nothing to get there's nothing to get it's stupid music there's there's no there's there's no complexity to it it's just it's 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 water it's vanilla <laughs> but it can be vanilla, fun. Come on, vanilla is good. Vanilla can be good, but yeah. vanilla can also just be boring as shit. Uh, that's debatable. Like that's Thrifty's debatable. vanilla is good, but McDonald's vanilla is vanilla. That's true. Yeah, they don't have good vanilla ice cream, I guess, right? Mm. No, you're right. Mm-mm. You're right. Okay. Yep. Good McClurries, though. That's about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are we talking so much about fucking I don't know. McDonald's, McDonald's like, overtaking this. We're not even getting fucking <laughs> sponsored by that shit. They'll probably even send us a season to sis or something, actually. Probably, yeah. For ta- shit talking their ranch. They should fucking call the one over here on Valvis and Warner and tell them to fucking check the orders and not give people that order cheeseburgers, chicken sandwiches with mayonnaise all over it because <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. Uh, so Sloan got me a record. It's called, this band's called pop. O pies, pop. O pies. Have you heard of this band? Never, ever heard of them. No. So they're like a, a punk band from the Frisco area in like the eighties um, to early nineties. I guess they're really popular because they just like famously or infamously, I guess they just constantly played this, Grateful Dead cover, Truckin', the song Truckin', mm. just over and over in the Frisco area, and it got real popular, and whatever that local station is up there, they're K-Rock, they constantly played the song, and it was really popular for college kids, and Jerry Garcia eventually like listened to it and said it was awesome, supposedly, <laughs> but uh, they're also famous because a lot of the members that kind of rotated in and out were from um, like Faith No More, Mr. Bungle. Oh. So just like a lot of notable musicians have have played with them, but uh, it's just it's cool punk rock. Okay, okay. It's it's not as like hyper aggressive as as like hardcore punk or you know some of the stuff that came out of the of that area of the Bay Area. Yeah. So it's I'd, it's a great scene. It's it it's a little more my style because it's not hyper aggressive. It's it's more punk rock, and and there's still like a focus on just like melodies and then playing music rather than just yeah. being noisy and annoying. 
<laughs> that's fun. Being noisy and fun is being noisy is fun. Yeah, no, definitely. Sometimes. Not all the time. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. Um I got Grateful Dead. They're, wait, they're wait, how, how did how did Sloan find this or like what would sway he, him into He got it at Nichols and I mean it was just like three dollars or four dollars. Oh, okay. And and usually whenever I go to Nichols, like if I see any reggae that's under five bucks, I'll buy it. And then if I I try and find just some random fucking punk record in any capacity that's like five dollars or less, and then I'll pick that up. Um, what was I? On? Grateful Dead. I got I got their their live album. Their I think it's their second live album. Um, out of their thirty five. Yeah, out of like their entire discography, pretty much. But this this was originally titled. You've probably seen the cover. It's, it's fairly popular. But it was originally titled Skullfuck. That's what the band wanted to call it. Was Skullfuck. Ooh. Okay. But uh, obviously Warner Brothers is not going to have that, and so it just kind of was released without a title. And so the people just re- refer to it as either Skullfuck or Skull and Roses. And, oh, okay. Uh, this cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know this. Pretty one. popular. It's always out there. I I picked it up for it was it was kind of cheap at all those and. I just love this band, man. I think they're so good. I think they're so good. And it's just everything about them is just so cool. And they're just, oh, they get in these grooves and they just jam along and everything's folky and they drop into some psychedelic rock stuff. And it's all fun. It's all fun, man. <laughs> when are you going to start, like, you know, wearing tie dye and shit? Oh, dude. I love tie dye. <laughs> oh, no. Do, do you really? Yeah. Tie dye's awesome. Like, it's just a cool, it just looks cool, man. <laughs> And and Kaylee has like these kits where she makes her own tie dye shirts. The next time she does it, I'm gonna buy a shirt and then have her tie dye it. I'll wear it. I don't give a fuck. I know you don't give a fuck, dude. Tie dye is awesome. <laughs> it. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if I can jump on that. Yeah. <laughs> that bad. Nah, I can't do it. Nah, I just nah, I can't do it. Not even like ironically. I don't think I could do it. Dude, one of the songs on there on this album is, is just one song. It takes up the whole side. And it's like 20 minutes long. Fucking goddamn band! <laughs> it's so rad. It's so cool. This band is I, so awesome. I do want to get more into them. I really, really do. But it's you, tough. you got one coming up, kid. That's my favorite one. I'm nervous for you to hear it. The Working Man's Dead. That's my favorite Dead album. I think I have a, a Grateful Dead album. I I have to look through my backlog, but I think I have one. But I don't what know the what it fuck? is. Fuck! Why would you not listen to it? I I have a, I have quite the backlog, man. I I have a lot. So. Yeah, uh, okay. and I'm gonna be getting rid of a lot of them because I just some of them I just don't care to listen to. So, are you gonna bring them all over here? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll bring them all over, and then I'll let you sift through if you want anything, and then anything you don't want, I'll uh, I'll bring home and just sell. You can take them to all those when we go. Or yeah, or yeah, we can take them to all those. Yeah, whatever you want. That uh, way, but, but he only gives. Oh, I guess if he gives. I mean, I'm gonna buy stuff any anyway. So if he gives me store credit, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Um, right. <laughs> what else you got? I, I got uh, Renee's mom will bring me like records if she finds random ones. Like she brought me uh, Barry Manilow's Greatest Hits, which mm. sounds super lame, but there's a couple bangers on there, like like Copacabana. That's a good banger. song, yeah. So whatever. She also brought me the Monkees. They're there's like their third album, Pisces. I don't fucking know what it's called, dude. But <laughs> the Monkees, I so I I. I was going to read more about them, but I just forgot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's their fourth album, it looks like. Their fourth album. Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. So, like, the four monkeys. But whatever. What a dumb title. 
It's very stupid. And <laughs> the monkeys are they've always just been like another band that I just, I I think they're goofy. I think they're dumb. I don't think they're like a legit band. And I don't know a lot about them, but I reading this reading about this album briefly, I guess they played their instruments for like the first time ever. Yeah. Or they, they had a, they were like they a, had a fake band. Yeah, they had yeah. session musicians play most of their shit. Yeah, I remember there was a documentary when we were growing up that I watched a couple times just because they always it was a VH1 documentary and they always fucking played it. And it was about it was the story of the monkeys. And I remember just watching it. And then the guitarist was the one who really wanted to play his own play their own instruments. But the rest of the group didn't really want to. They weren't really behind it. And then there was like always this this tension between the guitar player and the rest of the group. Dude, that's so lame. I, I had no idea that this was like a like an actual fake band. Yeah, they were they were like the American version of the uh, of the Beatles, but they only had one English member. The rest were American. <laughs> yeah, what was it? What was his name? Davy Jones. Wait, what's the the guy's name? Not one of them is Jones. named Jones. Yeah, I mean, one of the last names is, is Jones. Yeah, maybe it's him then. Yeah, he's he was the only British one. The others were all American. Yeah, well, this this band's lame then. But this this album, this like I said, it's their fourth album. I guess they had a a, a bigger hand at at playing the instruments writing the music and it's fucking good man it is really good it is like psychedelic pop interesting like some of the best i've heard like it is it's really good i'm interested i mean i've never gotten into them just because i think their pop hits are so cheesy they're like really bad versions of the beatles so i don't know if you say it's that good I'll, i'll get into it so i mean it's probably you could probably find it for less than five dollars. Okay, fair enough. So if yeah. if we're out, because uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on it too, and if, if I see it, then I'm just gonna buy it for you because it's probably like a dollar or two, and it's fucking good. Like I was, <laughs> I was blown away. I was blown away by how how great this was. It it, it reminded me a lot of of like our album of the week, kind of. It just what? very what? very kind of out there, very very kind of up its own ass in, in the psychedelic realm, but there were still some strong harms. Oh, I guess we'll get into that later. But okay. well, I fucking hate the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> I never said that. God, oh, uh, so annoying. I haven't even said anything negative. Dude, you've about said that. everything. You've said everything. I've said nothing. In saying nothing, you've said everything. You've given I, it that, away. You've no, that, given it that, away. That that means nothing. That 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 girl. My my next one. Is is Herb uh, Alpert? I have uh, I have his first ten records minus his second, so I have I have nine of his records, the first ten, wow. but I don't have the second. Would you pay like nothing for all of them? I paid yeah, I paid nothing. They're, they're all they're all free. <laughs> yeah, they're always like a dollar or nothing. You rarely see more than that. Like if you go to a record store and they have the most famous whipped cream and other delights, and that's more than like four or five dollars, then you know that record store is rip off. Yeah, and then and then you'll see like new copies of it, and they're like twenty five dollars. Yeah, like what like, are you smoking, get the fuck dude? Out of here. Yeah, it's so dumb. I've seen it's that at, at like I've seen that at Port of Sound. They have they have like new copies of these dollar bin records, just for these represses, and they're charging twenty five thirty bucks for them. Like like Martin Denny's Exotica, which you can get anywhere for like three dollars at the most. It's thirty dollars at Port of Sound. It's crazy because it's a new sealed copy. Is it 
Is it like a new pressing or is it like an older copy that's still no, sealed? No, it's just like a newer pressing, a newer copy. Oh, that's fucking stupid then. I yeah. don't I don't understand that that concept. I, I yeah. well Maybe if you, if you're like a big super fan and you have a really nice like equipment where you want to hear that kind of clarity and don't have to worry about the past 40 years smudging up your record, maybe. True. But also Martin Denny has like 50 records. It's (laughs) like, come on, you don't need to spend $25 on one of his, on Exotica. That's true. It's unnecessary. And I'm a big Martin Denny man. So you are, you are. I have more records by him than any other artist in my collection. How many do you have? I now have seventeen. Oh my god! You passed me, dude. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're ahead. You're number one. I got my seventeenth uh, yesterday, actually. My seventeenth Martin Denny yesterday. So. Damn, seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. And so I've only dumb. listened to, I've only listened, to, I think, seven of them so far. Nice. That's yeah. that's a true collector right there. <laughs> I got a collect. Like, I'm literally gonna get every single record by him. Like that. That is my goal. My my collecting goal is getting all of his records. It's so stupid, but are you are you gonna do like if he has any like best of or greatest hits? I already have a. I think I have one comp, and I have one live record. And the way like if you go on Wikipedia, the way his stuff is listed, it's just all together. Like they don't differentiate between like live and comp. So I'm just getting everything that's on his Wikipedia. Damn. So whatever. That's okay. the way she goes. That's the way she goes. I guess. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah, Herb Alpert. Back to uh, back to our boy, Herb Alpert. Yeah, I, I listened to like three of his albums that I have, and I don't know why. I guess like because when we first started collecting, I, I was really into to like the Brazilian thing and in that type of sound, and then I just you know like you, your your taste kind of shift, and then we got over it kind of like we kind of like went through it together almost, and yeah. Like we've been bouncing around a lot. So I I went back to it. I don't know why it's taking me so long because what I've listened to already has been really good. Yeah. It's fantastic. His shit is really good. And so as I put this on, I was kind of like reading up about it and I said it was like heavy into like the mariachi sound. And I was like, why the fuck have I not listened to this yet? Because I love that sound. And sure enough, like, dude, it's there. It is there. This is a solid mariachi record just mixed (laughs) with some of like, that instrumental pop jazz stuff. Yeah, some samba thrown in there. Damn, it is good. This is you my know, favorite by him so far. My my kind of the way I feel about like um like Brazilian music and more world world music. I haven't been listening to it as much lately, but I attribute that more to the seasons. You know, like for me, I like to listen to that stuff like when it, during the spring, during the summer when it's warm and hot out. But during the winter, like you don't want to listen to that because it, it makes you think of like the beach or it makes you think of you know hotter <laughs> climates if that, as weird as that sounds uh, it makes like, sense even even outside of like for years i've always done this like certain records i don't listen to during the winter like most of tiger army's music i don't listen to during the winter i never do never have like it's just it feels weird to me because it's like that's when i got when i whenever i got into this particular album or particular band is when i listen to them most it's super fucking weird. I do it with corn. There's some corn records I never listen to unless it's like summertime. I don't know why I do it, but I do. It makes it, it makes sense Be, because of like that nostalgia already attached to that album. I mean, whenever you heard it first, yeah. you're going to want to maybe even subconsciously replicate that time. Yeah. Or that feeling. Or it's like, like a perfect example is Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Like that is a summer album through and through. It came out in June of, what was that? 2000? June of 2001. 2001 yeah 2001 so that was like the summer 
of Blink. That was yeah. when I listened to so much fucking Blink. And yeah. then the Untitled record came out in November, so I associate that with the winter and colder times because that's when I listened to it the most, at the time at least. So yeah. it's just, I do that with every, with every fucking record. I always have a season. Okay, well, mm, a little strange. That's right. But you Whatever. should pick this up if you see it. Which one is it again? It's called The Lonely Bull. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one that... Okay, it's yeah. His, uh, it's his first album, 1962. And, dude, this guy was so smart. This guy was such an entrepreneur. So, like, I didn't, I didn't even realize, I didn't know, that A&M Records, that's, he started it. He started A&M Records. Oh. And, I mean, just like the... I didn't know the, that either. The lineup that A and M Records has had over the over the years, I mean, just huge names in music. So he starts A and M Records, and then he releases all of his own music on his own label. And they did like the Breakfast Club, like A and M Records did the the soundtrack to the Breakfast Club, and just mm. like made so much money. This dude yeah. made so much money, just you know, starting early, I guess, <laughs> or noticing Fucking talent cool. at least. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I, I. I think this guy's amazing. I think he's very smart, like business-wise, and I think he makes fantastic music. So I'm going to uh, probably go through all the rest of my Herbal Alberts either tonight or tomorrow. And then you're going to buy more? No, because I uh, I think the one after I stopped caring about like collecting them is a Christmas album that they did, and it's supposed to be shit. And then after that, they kind of like like the Tijuana Brass kind of like broke up or split or members left and they they were never the same so just gonna keep it to the first like 10 i mean that's enough honestly yeah for that style of music that's enough i mean there's like no fucking singing it's it's all instrumental and it's pretty much sticking to the same genre and yeah you uh, you know i i I love this one though because there's heavy mariachi influence and i think it's so awesome what is what album is whipped cream what in his that's like six Okay, so it's pretty deep, but it's probably only like two years after he put out his first record. It's his fourth. Yeah, so so that was 65, and then his first one was 62. Okay, that sounds about right. Damn, there's so many. <laughs> this guy just played he, the same fucking song over and over. Or he could be your Martin Denny. You know, you can collect everything he's got, he's ever put out. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's I don't know. Nah. I, I I think Grand Funk will be the only band that I that I want to collect everything. You're from. already Just, there. Yeah, well, I'm almost there. I still need a couple ones. Yeah, three okay. actually. Yeah, All so right. that's uh, that's pretty much it, except for my pick of the week. I didn't. I don't think I listened. I I did listen to a lot of stuff, but a lot of it was just shit. And I I I purged. I think like almost forty records from my collection. Dude, that's insane. That I'm gonna get rid of. And not not like all bad stuff either. Like I, there's a bunch of like Jefferson S- Starships and then Jefferson Airplane. I just don't like that band either of those yeah, bands. Makes I sense. just don't like them. I I don't, and I I I think they're fucking lame. I think they're boring, and I don't care. So whatever, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. But yeah, I got makes rid sense. of a bunch of stuff, so you can pick through some of the stuff when you're here. Maybe maybe you like some. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. But so. I also I also spent sixty dollars on one album this week, and I bought oh boy. essentially like my this turned into my my great my holy grail. So at first I wanted to buy this album with the seven inches, but you kind of like 
turned me off of that because it's like I'm not gonna spend a bunch of money and they have to flip the fucking thing over a bunch of times, you know? That's kinda yeah. lame. Yeah. It's a cool it's, idea, obviously, but it looks nice. Yeah. yeah. But just not practical because I'm going to listen to this. I've already listened to this four times and I bought <laughs> Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. <laughs> I saw it on offer up. Somebody posted it for eighty and I swooped in there. I was like, Hey, like will you take sixty? I pick it up right now. <laughs> and they're like, Okay. And so I fucking crammed like a burrito down my throat because I had ordered Mexican and I was like, fuck it. So I ate it real quick and jetted over there, picked it up, super clean, super nice, like just fucking fresh. Like this kid played it maybe once. Ah, Amazing. fucking jealous. I want it so bad. Dude, it sounds amazing. And then like super odd is he had that little seven inch, the the take off from the collection I was talking about. And he had that. And and he's like, do you want this too? I was like, yeah, but in my, I was thinking like, in my mind, I was thinking like <laughs> that. O- I think that only comes with, with like the bigger, with like the, the bundle, you know, like the, the three, seven inches. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I said, well, like, where'd you get this one? He's like, Oh, it came with the record. That, that doesn't and make any sense. I was like, mm, Well, no guy, it didn't, but I, I don't know. He said he bought it new, but there's no way it came with that fucking little yeah. seven inch. That, that makes zero sense. So I, I don't know how he got it or if he's just a fucking idiot, but uh, yeah, I don't care because I got Toy Page and I, I brought it home. I listened to it and dude, I was, oh, oh, like, like I felt, I felt like I was 15 again in that summer because that, that summer, like you mentioned, was kind of defined when I was at camp, like Camp Fox, the, the Catalina Island camp that I used to go to. Mm-hmm. And that was like a solid summer because that's where I met that that was the first year I brought my neighbor friend with me to camp, and then that was when I met some people, uh, like 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 a girlfriend that I had of that era, and then I met people that, that I era. continued to be friends with for whatever having a girlfriend when you're 15 is whatever that's <laughs> worth. I'm sure it's a lot different now. These kids are probably fuck. I don't know what they're doing now at 15. True. I don't want to know. But yeah, dude, that like it was just it was a really good summer. Like, it was, was just fun. a fucking banger of a summer. And then this is the soundtrack to that summer. Like, but not just that summer, like you said, like all summers now, because not that I'm like trying to replicate that, that summer or that type of fun. It's just, dude, there's no better way to kick off summer than with Toy Patch. Exactly. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. It's, oh, it's so goddamn good. It is so fucking good. Just the amount of nostalgia that I have attached to this, it's, it's unmatched. There, there is no other. There is no other album that I have more nostalgia for than this one. But also even, think of it like, too. Wait, what? Even like Pinkerton. Like I, I love Pinkerton, but I really have no nostalgia attached to Pinkerton. Yeah, because you weren't there when it came out. Or, I mean, you were, but you didn't listen to it when it came out. Yeah, I, I didn't even get it. I mean, like, like, like understand it, get it. It didn't click in my head until many, many years later. Yeah, but if you think about when when Toy Pash came out, we were going from we had left middle school and we were going into high school. It was that transition between the two things, you know, and that's a big, that's a big thing, you know, yeah. from middle school to high school, like all the shit that changes because, you know, some of your friends aren't going to the same, I mean, at least for us, some of your friends aren't going to the same high school. Like when you came to Esperanza, when you and I met that freshman year, you didn't know anybody really. You came from like a different school district. So yeah. it's like you came in totally new but I came in with with existing friends, existing friends. But you only had like a what, like Taylor Moe and the Hubbard twins, and 
couple other people, and, but an angel Cardenas. <laughs> oh, an angel who you didn't even really know that well. So well, I played baseball with him. Like I knew him. Like I, I grew knew up him, with but him. you weren't like friends with him. Friends with him. No. Know? Yeah. So, but yeah. So that was just it's a weird transition. Weird transition, you know, from middle school to high school. I, I yeah. think I, I think like you're onto something there because, like in hindsight, like who gives a fuck, right? But like as a kid. Especially if, like for me, like you said, going somewhere that I didn't know, that was kind of like the last time. I still went to camp after that for many, many years, but that was kind of like the last time that I felt like safe. And because mm-hmm. I did go to a new high school and I, I knew like three fucking people, and then I wanted to play baseball, and like those kids were horrible, dude. They were so they were just <laughs> they were just bad people, yeah. and. Like they just they just weren't nice people. Like during tryouts and everything, just like the things they would say and like, damn, dude, these people are fucked up. And those those same people, Sam Corsby, I think his name was. I don't. They were the ones mm-hmm. that got into that horrific like drunken car accident outside of our school. Remember? Oh yeah. Like early like early in our high school career, they got in that like horrible sophomore year car accident. Then, yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, I knew a couple of them. And then Chris, I, I don't want to laugh, but that was the time where where it was me, Jessica and Chris, and we were walking down Kellogg and Chris was ahead of us, like maybe 50, 60 feet. And he was walking right by a telephone pole and the crash happened right in front of us there. And then the, the, the Ford Explorer spun out. And when it did, the back of it hit that telephone pole and the back windshield shattered all over Chris. Well, you, 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 were, you were there wild. when it happened. It was during the day. It was right after school, right? Yeah. That, that crash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we were right. It was literally happening right there, and Chris got got covered in the the glass, but he got like no like cuts or anything. But that's crazy. Yeah, yeah dude. It's so like that, that's that's just going to new high school for a kid is. I mean, that's that's huge. That is scary. That is frightening. That is unnerving. And yeah, that that year at camp was just it was something special. And this album was just this album was always there for me. This album was my bro. Yeah, I feel you. You know, and and. It took a while. I mean, like we we kind of met in freshman year, but we didn't like hang out until maybe like sophomore or junior yeah, even. I, I'd say sophomore year was when we started hanging out. But we we had you know the the drama class, theater class together freshman year, and then we started to like mingle within our friend groups because that's when like you met John and Sohil and Kyle, who I was already friends with at the time because of wrestling, and then that kind of went from there. It's just I I the only other person in high school that I thought was like a really cool dude who was kind of like an underrated cool dude because you get your me. cool dudes in high school you know it was like me. cool guys come on but like an un- <laughs> come on come on Carson Daly but like <laughs> a true underrated cool dude was was Derek Salcedo was he though I don't yeah know he was dope dude he was he yeah. was just a he was just a really nice cool dude and he was probably like. He was probably like my best friend in my early days and he was just really okay. nice and he was just like always always nice to me. Like when I knew nobody, like Derek was there, like, Yeah, you wanna hang out? Sure. Like, okay, cool. Come into my house if you want. And I don't know, he's just very open, very welcoming, very nice. Yeah, he was a he was a cool dude. I have nothing bad to say about him, but cool. Well, it's not like you think he's a dickhead, so that's fine though. <laughs> I would no, I would not say that about him. He was a cool well, dude. Well, you just you just kinda said it, so well, that's fine. I didn't say that, but that's okay too. You can keep saying. Yeah, so uh, so my pick of the week is is uh, every time I look for you from um, from Toy Page by the Blinks, okay. and I I I've noticed 
on like sometimes when you hear the song, sometimes if you hear a, a certain version, it doesn't it doesn't pack the same punch. And after like the bridge part where Tom's playing mm. like the little clean with the tone down on the guitar, and then everybody comes in real hard, real heavy. Sometimes it just sounds flat. Like it just it's the same volume as when Tom was just playing his guitar. So there's there's no there's no like umph to it. There's no n- nothing there like wake you up. Yeah. No, I, you know I, what I mean? I hear you, yeah. But not but not my record. My record sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> Your record's flawless. Oh God, it's so nice. <laughs> okay, here's um here's Blink one eighty two and one of their best songs every time I look for you. Here we go. There you go. Every time I look for you from Blink One Eighty Two. Now, because of our, our our little setup, we didn't hear the the clean guitar part that leads and then goes into the explosion part. But whatever. It was, it was almost. I mean, I, I I played it on my phone, so I didn't hear it anyway. But yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, you get the idea, and just go listen to it again. Go listen to this record. It's a uh, some might say a perfect record. You know. I definitely would say that. <laughs> I love this up fucking album so much. I'm excited to listen to your copy of it when I'm out there this week. So, because I will be in Arizona, and we will be recording an episode of the pod while I'm out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen often, but it's not guaranteed to happen because well, it, yeah, correct. It's not guaranteed, <laughs> but because we always plan and it doesn't always happen. But uh, you know, we'll try. We'll try. We'll try our best. We'll try, we'll try our best. Yes. Okay, uh, you got anything else to say about your song of the week or vinyls? Uh, no, no, that is it. $60 later, I am now an owner of something I can stream for free. <laughs> that's very, that's 100% true. Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so 
getting into to my vinyl stuffs this week, uh, I didn't listen to a lot of new stuff because I, I tried and I just got, it was just like stinker after stinker for me. And I was just, you know what, like, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to listen to stuff I like and that I've already listened to. So that's what I did. But here's a few of the things that I listened to that I thought was garbage. Uh, the first one was from this guy, guy named Earl Klug or <laughs> Earl Clue. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But he's an acoustic guitar player, uh, and the album I have is called Low Ride. This uh, this album was put out in 1983. It's his ninth album. I got this from Glasshouse. They used this record instead of a uh, packing material for a record that I had ordered. They had put two records that they deemed not sellable as uh, <laughs> as packing material, essentially. And uh, this was one of them, and rightfully so. This album was garbage. Um, I thought, okay, so the cover is is him on, on it and he has the acoustic guitar like down by his legs and then he's standing next to like a nice car at the time, but it looks <laughs> like shit. I don't, I, what, I don't even know what kind of car it is, but it looks like, it's, it's so car, it's fucking, fucking 80s. It's a fucking 80s car. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, it, everything about this is 80s and I thought, you know, reading more about him before I put it on, I'm like, okay, this could actually be cool. Like he's he's well known in the jazz community. It's apparently like he he's a great guitar player like his influence are like Wes Montgomery and Django Reinhardt you just he has a lot of good influences and I threw it on and it's just it's trash it's like really bad it's just it's just bad jazz fusion of the time but acoustic guitar led so it just doesn't to me at least it doesn't mesh well together that that those two styles yeah so not not to diminish like his his talent as a guitar player because he is a good guitar player but the songs on this record are trash. It, it's awful. So I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, I'm probably <laughs> going to get rid of it, to be honest. But yeah, it, it's bad. So that was the first one I listened to. Then I thought, okay, I got this. This is the other one, the other side of the packing material that came in this this uh, this box from Glasshouse. And it's the Alan Parsons Project. Mm. Uh, their record, I, Robot. Now... The, the the gatefold everything looks cool and futuristic and i've heard of this band people say a lot of great things about this band and i kind of looked them up before i listened and like th- this this album sold over a million copies it's considered a really great one it's a concept record i'm like okay this this could be pretty pretty cool even though it came out in in 1977 i mean it could or could not be bad you know it's just i don't know so i threw it on and it's just so boring it's so fucking boring i just i didn't care for it you do kind of warn me beforehand, but yeah, this this is not good. Yeah, so this is just boring. Yeah, just, there's nothing there. There's nothing nah. to make me want to go back. So I just I don't really care. And it, what's crazy, like they they the concept of this record was based off of an Isaac Asimov book called Robot Stories, which could have been really cool, really great concept record, but it was just poorly, poorly executed. Mm. Just not very good. And then. Um, this next one, also from the Glass House, but this was used as packing material for Friend of the Pod Mike for one of his records that he bought. And it's uh, Herbie Mann. It's reggae. It's his album called Reggae. And uh, he might gave it to me because he just doesn't care about old music. So I <laughs> didn't even listen to it? <laughs> no, he just did not give a shit at all. If it's something he hasn't heard of, he's not going to listen to it. Uh, yeah. So he gave it to me, and I was kind of excited. You know, Herbie Mann, great flute player, you know, has some really great stuff out there. And it it's titled reggae so i thought you know flute with reggae it could be really cool but no it was really lame uh it came out in 1974 it's his 61st album 
Oh my god. Yeah, this is and I think what he's I think at the, by this time he had only he put out his first record like in 1955, so this is like 20 years and 61 albums later. And uh there's very little reggae on it and the little bit that there is it's so derivative of what's good out there. Uh it's just it's not good and his his flute is just so high in the mix, so it just it stands out too much and it just doesn't it's just not a good record. So sucks. Yeah, so those are my bad ones. <laughs> I know. So those are my bad ones. The next three are good. Uh, the so the next one is uh, Arthur Lyman and his record Love for Sale. Uh, Arthur Lyman was the guy who was founded by Martin Denny back in the 1950s, and he was on the original Exotica record, the mono version, which is supposedly the better version over the stereo version. And then uh, and then he left Martin Denny and had his own career after that. And uh, this, uh, yeah, this album, Love for Sale, came out in 1963. Uh, it was originally titled I Wish You Love. It's his 12th record after only six years of, you know, putting out records. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's good lounge kind of exotica music. Not as kind of like exciting as Martin Denny, which I know you don't like Martin Denny, but it's no. less exciting than that. So, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it was, I mean, Arthur Lyman's known for just, that style so i i just wanted to get it it was only like a dollar i think it was so can't complain it, it, it was good it was a good record it was a fun listen but i'll go i'll listen to martin denny if i'm gonna listen to exotic music i'll listen to martin denny or charlie gleason or something like that mm-hmm. um so i got that one and then uh i also got cancer bats i got the album the spark that moves i got this one from port of sound and uh they, if you don't know they're, they're a canadian hardcore band from like the last 10 maybe 15 years i think 10 years and uh, this is their sixth album came out in 2018 and it's just like solid hardcore music it's it's like um it's like every time i die but not as wild as every time i die if that makes any sense okay okay because maybe canadians aren't as wild as americans (laughs) in the music i don't know but this it's still really good and this album is really good i talked about it couple of years ago on the pod when this album came out and i think it's a solid output from them so get check it out cancer bats and their record the spark that moves and uh the last thing i have here because i didn't listen to a lot like i said is uh feeding people feeding people feeding people and uh their song island universe this is their second record it came out in 2013 and there's not a really a lot about them they're they're local to southern california and the only reason I know about them is because friend of the pod, Mike, had one of their records, or he has one of their records, and he played them for me a while back, and I really liked it, and he said, oh, it's only like seven bucks at Porter Sound, so I went and got it, and I finally listened to it after like two months, and uh, yeah, it's a solid, like, kind of indie rock band, and it's a shame that I they didn't get more attention, because I think they're really, really good, but I don't know, what do you think of them? This this song was a banger. This, this song was, was really good, right? good, and I just let it play afterwards and listen to the rest of the album. And I mean, this is this is for sure my favorite on the album. Yeah, because it gets a, the rest of it's not like this. It gets no. a lot more like rock based. It's it's a varied like it has a lot of different variations throughout the record. It's not just one style, which is nice. But but this is if this is only seven dollars. If they have more, I mean, I would. You can pick me one up if you ever go back and see it there. <laughs> I don't but know if damn, they have dude. any more. I don't remember, to be honest. But. This song is really good. 
it was solid, right? I, I was yeah. surprised that they just, they have like n- almost no following and they have no, they don't have a lot of online presence. And uh, apparently they broke up right after this record came out. And I don't remember, I forgot to ask Mike before we did the pod, but I think one of them might have had to do with Bronco Tatanka or had been in Bronco Tatanka at one point. Mm. And that's why Mike had picked this record up from Porta Sound way back when. But I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, that's, I, I, I mean, that's weird that Mike knew about them and bought the record. I know, right? It's so super weird. But uh, here's the here's their song, Island Universe, from Feeding People. Something I could weave Where we could leave Forever Forever I can read your mind The secret's not Undefined Like the stars appear Perfectly aligned Forever Forever Can we just make believe, die in our sleep? Can we just make believe? Island universe, babe, you'd never get hurt. Something I could weave, where we could leave. There you go. There's Island Universe from Feeding People from their second record. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. She has a really, really great voice. She I like does. her voice a lot. And I don't know what to, what I could even compare it to. Like She just has a way of harmonizing with the guitars and just everything so well. She's a really good singer. She has like this this subtle rasp to it too. Like Yeah. Almost like, like Janis Joplin, but... But not as distracting. Yeah, not not as annoying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's really good. I and I recommend everybody go check them out. They're on they're on Spotify, Apple Music, all the m- streaming sites, you the YouTube's, all that kind of stuff. So support them. Good stuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're done with the vinyl and the, the songs of the week. Let's get into the last little bit here. Uh, no no really good music has come out this week, song-wise, album-wise, so it's been kind of lame and boring. Except for Taylor Swift, she is re-recording her album Fearless, and she released, what, the the re-recorded version of the song Fearless, right? She's going to re-record... Re-fucking shit, dude. She's going to re-record... No, no, Love Story. Love Story was what came out, right? Yeah, Love Story, and then uh, that song You Belong With Me. You belong with me. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear that re-recorded version of it. 
She's no, but oh yeah, the, she already released the the love story part, or not really, like a snippet of it, I guess. But she's doing all her albums. Yeah, that's just so she can get all the masters. That's all it is, right? I, I dude, so like I'm torn because I think this is so this is so awesome that she is like essentially retaking back her own music, and she's had like this long long feud with I forgot what the fucking guy's name is, but whoever used to own the record label that they then sold to a bigger record label. She had this long-standing feud with this guy and he just, she makes it seem like he doesn't work with her at all. But yeah. I mean, obviously that's only one side of the story, but the bottom line is she does not own her own music. I like at this point. So now she's going to re-record all of her old stuff and then market that and sell that. And that's awesome. But yeah, that is. <laughs> like, dude, I would have bought, I would have pre-ordered the the Fearless album on vinyl in a heartbeat, but nice. for forty bucks. I mean, what do you expect? Come on, come dude. on, it's a, Taylor. It's it's a pop. It, it's a pop, forty pop bucks. Record. Yeah, what do you get, dude? If, if it was, oh, if it was like thirty bucks and it would promise some cool color variant, I could probably get behind it. But forty bucks is just it's too much. It's too much, <laughs> and I. I, I respect and I like, and I, I kind of also, I mean, dude, Taylor Swift is like the perfect pop star, right? No, like she, well, no. She just is, yes. No. Zero controversy. She puts out things that are constantly evolving. She's always improving. She seems very, very nice. She does a lot for her fans. She is very, like, independent, and she kind of, like, pushes the envelope to give more rights to musicians, and this is just another way that she is coming out and saying, hey, look it, I'm going to set this trend now everyone else can start following because if I can do it, then everyone else can do it too. Let's get our music back because but that's not true. That is true. That's 100% true. What part of that is not true? I think, I think she's able to do it because she has the money to do it. But I feel like if, if like a band, like a smaller band were to do something like this, there would be some sort of lawsuit from the record label toward them, knowing that the record label would win. False. Because now she is doing this. This is now setting what's called precedent and so well, if, I know what that means, if that, well, I don't know because you're fucking saying some stupid <laughs> shit out your mouth right now. So if, if it did go to court then it's like, well, actually this has happened before and it was completely okay in that point. And then that's what a judge is going to rely on is what, what, what the precedent is. So absolutely. She's making history right now. She's giving the power back to the, to the music makers because for far too long, the record labels have had their greedy little fucking fingers and far too many holes that they should have. That That's true. But, don't make her out as being some like hero of this, you know. I wouldn't say she's like a hero. I just think that she she checks all of the boxes of what you want in a perfect pop star. Maybe she really does. She really does. Uh, I uh, I guess your 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 distaste for her for whatever reason I don't is have a dis- is I like, like holding you I back like- so hard. You want to try so hard not to like her, and I, I don't like know some why. of her music. You're crazy. I like. I don't some know why. Music. I don't understand it. I like some of her music. Did she cut you off on the freeway or at some point or something? And you've, <laughs> you've had this cool, grudge right? held on? Do you have like That'd this weird cool grudge? Like, like how I have a grudge against Vince Scully? Like, what is going on? <laughs> Why do you hate her? The only man to ever say he has a grudge against Vince Scully. I don't care. It's I like him. <laughs> but it is, I mean, but I don't know. But aren't you conflicted because you hate when artists re-record their music? You hate it. <laughs> I do. I so do. You have, I do. There has to be conflict there. I do, but I think 
I mean, it's it's going to be interesting because I do like almost all of her music. I think all of it is at least okay. I don't think she has anything that's ever I've listened to. I've, I don't think I've listened to everything she's done to, to be fair. But I don't I don't think she has anything to listen to that I think is a stinker. I think it's all at least okay, too great. And so when she's re-recording these songs that she wrote when she was like 14, I think mm-hmm. she's going to have a different perspective on it. And so I'm very interested to hear what like adult Taylor has to say about young Taylor's songs. I think that's super interesting. But the love song, li- listening to, to love song. Love story. Love story. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not the cure. But uh, yeah, listening to love story, you can tell the there's a difference in like transitions between the verses and the choruses. In this version, it's not as like like grand and extravagant as the original version was. Like it, there's slight differences, but it's maybe not as exciting. I don't know. What like, I hope th- like is... there, there, there's a time and place for her music in 2008, and there's a time and place for her music in 2021 or 2020. So it's like taking something that that just has that that feeling, that style, that sound from that era, and trying to recreate it now. It just doesn't. I mean, I understand why she's doing it, but it's like it's never going to sound like the original. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that might not be the intention, but still, that's what I hope. I hope that she's completely reinventing these songs. But the snippet that we heard is not the case, and probably she's not. It's just going to be re-record, like literal re-recordings, rather than like reimaginings. And I would, I just want something totally different because the love you feel when you're 14 is different than what you feel when you're 30. And I think it would be very interesting for her to, I don't know, to reimagine these songs. <laughs> and that would be cool. I mean, I'll listen to it. Yeah, I will listen to it. Yeah, you listen but to it. We'll get why fearless, people like this music. Fearless, uh, fearless isn't even her first record, is it? Isn't it her second mm. or third? It's like her third, yeah. But she has, has she re-recorded the first two? No, but I mean. So then she's not being consistent and it's, that's annoying. <laughs> that's guess. annoying. That's annoying. Why? Like, if you're gonna go re-record, if like if if you're if you're doing it for this reason, then re-record everything. What if Don't the reason is these songs are the ones that she first wrote on her own? Because her first two albums, I mean, maybe she had co-writers for a lot of those songs, and they don't mean as much to her as as Fearless does. And it Fearless is a fan. What do you mean? It doesn't matter. Of course, it, it matters matter. what the artist no, thinks. You're, what are you talking about? If she, if her intention Did is to fall get, down the way to the bathroom, no, no. If her intention <laughs> is to get all of the masters back and get all the rights back to her own music, then she would record her earlier stuff. Maybe like she will. Just, then this, this is, is a starting I mean, point. From what this sounds like, it's just a, a pure cash grab, like through and through a cash grab. Let me let me see how many records she has. Let me see how many records before Fearless she has. Let me see Taylor, the Taylor Swifts. Let's see here. If ma- maybe this this record just means the most to her, and that's why she wanted to do it first. That's why this, <laughs> she's starting with this. And I, I think I think you're silly for thinking that no matter what, she has to start from the beginning. That is uh, that doesn't make any sense. I will say that I literally just wrote Taylor Swift's into Google by accident. Swift because I had said it. Yeah, because I yeah. said it. Okay, so her first record is self titled. Then Fearless came out in no eight. So her first one is in two thousand six. Man, that's a horrible. That's a bad album cover. Ooh, yikes. Now I gotta oh, she, she's not she's not a good looking person too. So it's like Yeah, yeah. She's not it's she's so two thousand six. She's uh she's not like ugly. She's just she's, she's fine. Like she's, she's average at she's best. She's fine, yeah. Like, you know, it's average okay. at best. She's 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 cover artable. <laughs> 
So yeah, most of her first record was oh, yeah. either written or co-written by somebody named Liz Rose. So it's Taylor and somebody named Liz Rose who looks like it was big in or is big in country music. So that makes sense because she was pretty much country music at the time. But I don't know, man. I, I think if you're going to do this, do it right. Start from the beginning. Do go, go Billy Corgan style and start from the beginning, you know, re-release stuff from the beginning. Don't half-ass it. I, I, I literally just think that you're, you're trying to put words in her mouth because how am I putting words in her mouth? I'm just calling out. I'm just calls them as it sees them. But you don't, you're not seeing anything. You just say, I'm I am mad. seeing it. I'm mad because people like Taylor Swift. I'm mad because I don't like her music. I'm mad that she's re-recording her music. I'm mad that she's not starting from the beginning. I'm just mad. I'm not mad. I'm just she does what she wants, baby boy. Curious why she doesn't start from the first album. No, you're mad. You are mad. You're upset. Yes, you are. Clearly, I'm not. You're the one that's upset because I'm calling you out on it. Calling me out on what? You're calling her out. You're calling me out. I didn't do it. I'm not re-recording any music. But by calling her out, I'm calling you out because you love her so much. I think you just have this like inability to uh to empathize with with people and if it's not my way then it's the wrong way it's the highway you know as, yeah. as biscuit would say it's yep. my way my way or the highway mm-hmm. so and looking at looking at fearless this liz rose also co-wrote almost half of the record too so it's not it's not a thing of writing credits it's a, it's the matter that she doesn't she doesn't like to follow through with what she says so, um, she said she's going to re-record her albums, and she's starting to re-record her but albums. She's, so. But she's, but I'm just unclear what part, like, like is, I, I guess, is I guess if you want to do, I guess if you want to, she wants to start with her second record, then she could jump to her fifth record, then go to her third record, then maybe yeah, why go not? to the first record. Why not? I mean, she could, but it's doubtful. Why can't it's she doubtful. though? Oh, she can't because it doesn't make sense to you. Therefore, it is wrong. Oh, I mean, no, she could, but it's it just it doesn't make sense in general why she wouldn't start from the beginning. She would start at the second record. It doesn't make sense either you? that you would sign a contract to give away your music. That doesn't make sense either, does it? But everyone does it. Right? Oh, so some things kind of uh, are so, up to the so, artist so at the time. Okay. So okay. apparently she, she's, she's So you woke. don't know everything. So she's oh, okay. woke and she knows right. how to do things properly, obviously, because she's re-recording her tracks to get the, all the masters back, but she doesn't start from the beginning, so she hasn't totally learned because she's stupid. Yeah, Got she's me. definitely stupid, right? <laughs> Arguably the biggest the pop star argument. on the planet Earth is, is, is stupid. Okay. This is the dumbest argument I've ever had. But. You just you have I don't know why you hate Taylor Swift so much. I don't hate her at all. I you totally really do. All you never have anything nice to say about Taylor Swift. Never. I, I did when, when we, we did, did the, the episode. No, you did not. You yes, fucking I hate did. it. You shit all over it. I did it. not. Yes, you did, dude. You I'm, fucking hated it. Do you know what it is? You can ask Ryan, you can ask Sean, you can ask me, you can ask Tyler. All of us will say <laughs> that you shit all over it. Every time we talk about T Swift, you have nothing nice to say. It's always it's all it's always something negative. And I don't know why you hate her so much. I don't know why you you are such a fanboy of this person. It's it's so bizarre to me. Like I don't think she's like the greatest thing ever, but she's but you're good. acting like it. She's good. You're because, acting like she is because you swear like she's never done anything good, and you just you've no, never had anything true. nice to say about it. her. I've even admitted it. She has some great songs. Like what? Uh, what was that one song? Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's love it. story's good, obviously. Love oh, you fucking you don't even like love uh, story. No, no, that what was that. Uh, Look what you made me do. That's a really that's a banger. Uh, and then what was the one off of um. Oh, fuck! What is the name of that song? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the melody. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I think she's good, and I uh-huh. I do like Taylor Swift. Okay, but she's not as great as everyone makes her out to be. 
And you agree with that too. Look at our vinyl group. Yeah. Everybody like fucking are obsessed with this girl and they'll drop like 80 bucks on her record. For sure. Fuck. I don't think For she's like as five as different variants. Her, her music I don't think is as great as as everyone not everyone but like like the populace the the consensus seems to think it's just not it's not that good. No, Some of her not. stuff is that good, but not all well, of it. But you're acting like it is. No, I just That's I just, what you're I just want to know why you don't like Taylor Swift. No, sorry, scratch that. I want to know why you hate Taylor Swift. Never said that, but that's okay. Well, your actions speak louder than your words, so but okay. They don't because yeah. I've. Well, they're your actions. So you can't hear them. Only I can hear them. <laughs> so that's okay. No, uh, let, let's move on from Taylor Swift uh, you hate because her. well, yeah, I hate her. She's awful. She's <laughs> shit. Uh, Chick Corea, uh, keyboardist, band leader, all around legendary jazz musician. He uh, passed away at seventy nine. I think of natural causes, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe heart failure. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, he passed away. And that's a big hit to the jazz community and just music in general because he put out hundreds of albums or like a hundred albums and just like countless sessions and Chick Corea. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary. He's just, I mean, I, I, until we got into this vinyl thing, like I didn't know who this was. And then, I'd only heard of him by name and then getting into this it was just just reading all of all of the vinyl stuffs that we buy and his name keeps popping up just like there's certain session musicians that and and musicians that just keep popping up Irby hancock like pops up all the time too yeah and it's just it's weird to get into something so late and to start recognizing names and and look at who played with miles davis look at who played with john coltrane and then to see those names pop up like all the time I think yeah. it's I think it's really cool and it's uh it's something that you that you miss with like the streaming and and you know another 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 notch for vinyl. And these are the these are the guys that survived the heroin, survived all the drug addiction that took Dude, out Coltrane. So and, much drugs and Charles Mingus and you know, all these musicians, but that's crazy. But yeah, no, he's I mean he lived a long, obviously fruitful life playing. Yeah, he's eighty things. years old. Yeah. But, Dude, but yeah. I, I like going to the drug thing. I never realized how much drugs these jazz guys did. I've yeah, always I, pictured jazz as just being it's jazz. It's like good boys, right? They probably fucking dress in ties all the time. Like at most, they they drink a little too much whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> but but not not full blown heroin. Like I feel like the jazz community puts rock and roll to shame when it comes absolutely to drug use, through and through. They put they put it to shame. Because <laughs> everybody fucking did heroin, like every, it seems like everybody jumped immediately to heroin. Like some people smoked weed, but it was like nothing to heroin. There's no in between. No <laughs> in between. There was, at all. there was no gradual buildup <laughs> to the heavy stuff. It was just yeah, give me that. I'll take that. Like fuck, Crazy. man. Yep. Yeah, that's that's uh, not fun. I guess I don't know. No. So let, let's move on to the last thing here, Bruce Springsteen. He uh he got busted. Looks like back in November for a DWI arrest in New Jersey, and he took a couple shots with some fans in a park, in a state park, and then he got pulled over on his motorcycle, and then he got busted for that. And now Jeep pulled his commercial, which was a bad commercial anyway. So who cares? But yeah, I don't know. Not a Springsteen man. Yeah, it's like there's a lot of controversy going around this. Though. There's a lot of there's a lot of different camps, and it's just I I mean I don't really know what to think either. But 
like all camps that I've read kind of have their own merits. One is like obviously drinking and driving our society comes down hard and yeah. he did it like in front of a cop. He took a shot in front of a fucking cop. Like, dude, what do you think is going to happen? It's ballsy. Even if you're Springsteen, that's ballsy. And so like on that, on that token, it's like, yeah, fuck off, dude. That was anybody else that did that. You get pulled over immediately. Of course. Yeah. And then like the other camp is, is like, okay, well the cop just saw him drink something. Didn't know what it was. Assumed it was alcohol. And I think it was Patron actually. Like yeah, assumed it was alcohol. It looked like alcohol, whatever. Pulled him over. It's like, well, then why did he pull him over? Was he swerving? And then the cop was saying he looked, you know, he he was swerving. He looked, he had like glossy eyes. And it's like, dude, he probably weighs like 200 pounds. There's no fucking way he could have taken a shot and immediately got drunk. There's no yeah. way. And so that camp is kind of alleging that the cop has too much power because that's kind of where our society is right now. Mm-hmm. And then like another camp that I saw was like, holy fuck, dude, I can't even like have a drink now, like one drink responsibly or whatever out to dinner without having to worry about my entire life being flipped upside down. Exactly. And, like, it's, it's a little extreme. That, that camp also has, has some merit to it too. So there's some, there's some middle ground here that I think is, uh, is, is, is interesting. And I don't think we'll ever find it, but because it happened to somebody so famous, at least these three things can be talked about a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a very gray area and it's it's because it's just so it's like you you you're you can't drink and drive, but it's at the same time it's like, well, why can't I have just like one drink if I weigh two hundred pounds and I'm yeah. going out to eat, I can have a beer with like dinner and there's a legal limit for for a reason, right? But you can like get into a little car accident and you blow a point zero one, now you got a DUI. Yeah. So what the fuck's the legal limit there for anyway? But then on the other side, it's like you give like you give a mouse a cookie, right? He's gonna want some milk. You have one beer, you can have two beers. You have three beers. So I don't I mean, know. There, there's that too, yeah. I don't know, man. I just thought it was it, interesting. I mean, and also the dude's like fucking seventy five. I don't know. Yeah, the older you get, I mean, alcohol affects affects you differently with age, weight, yeah, age, gender. There's so many factors that that play into it. I don't know. I I feel like the dude apparently had two shots, and if he, it, it sounds from the article, it doesn't sound like he ever gave any sort of breathalyzer. He never gave any sort of blood test. This is all based off of what the cop claims happened. Yeah, you know, like there's no there's no real evidence here that could actually prosecute somebody. You know, unless there was like some sort of bodily harm, there's nothing that could really prosecute him. But that's so that's that's like know. where where the camp is saying police may have too much power and, and essentially the cop said that or alleges that he glossy eyed he was swaying it's like you can't how are you going to refute that yeah but it's like and when you think about it it's like i've been pulled over before and i've i wasn't drinking at all and the cop claimed i was swerving but and he he tried to tell me i was swerving he was trying to tell me that i was he kept pressing if i was drunk or had been drinking which i didn't and it's just like they they push you, they ask you questions that can entrap you almost. It's kind of fucked. Yeah, it's again, this is uh it's this is a good like topic of conversation that that should be that kind of like should be talked about. It's yeah, nice. It should never be black and white ever. Yeah. But that's most things, I guess, right? Yeah. But it does matter with your black and white. Oh, that's a bad song, but I loved it when I was a kid. Oh, I hate Michael Jackson. I hate all pop stars. Dude, Taylor I Swift is the you. worst. Hey, 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 hey. 
I know you don't like Michael Jackson either. So. Nah, I don't. Don't pull that shit on me. So, um, do we have anything else to talk about besides this? Or are we nope. all good? That's it. Okay. All right, well, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at SNI Radio. And uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Rolling Stones and we're <laughs> ranking a bunch of their albums. And uh, so stay tuned for that. And that's it. That's all. Good job.